Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Yeah, it is Wednesday, and don't adjust your set. No, Adam the Bull did not lose 100 pounds and suddenly turn into the Incredible Hulk. Maurice Claret is in for Adam hey. the Bull today. Maurice, great to have you on again. Good to have you been, man. Everything good? I've been great, yeah. UConn Huskies, huh? You do some work for them, don't you? Yeah, I go up there on a regular basis to work with the basketball team. Very nice. Yeah, those those are my guys. You don't feel weird. Doing you a buck out putting on other college stuff. No, you, you'll graduate after you go. Like, whoever pays you. That's yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ohio State wants to pay him finally. Let's get it done. But he pledged allegiance to green. That's what it's about. And by the way, this is the this is the NAACP uh, episode. Of, uh, right do I now. have to leave? No, you're good. Do you, I need to leave? You moderate, no. and then what we're going to do is see – this works well, man. See, <laughs> you know what? This is going to be a great show for, for <laughs> a lot of reasons. But for those of you that remember <laughs> the epic story of G. Bush doing an entire 20-minute radio interview, mm. impersonating Joe Juravicious because the radio hosts thought that's who they called, mm. it was, it's one of the greatest <laughs> stories you'll ever hear. Anyhow, Joe Juravicious is going to be in studio later in the show, and it will be the first ever meeting between Bro Juravicious there we go. and Joe Juravicious. And we're going to play a game called Bro or Joe. Mm. And they've each given our producer McNuggets. Explain it. Explain it, McNuggets. What's, how's this going to work? Yeah, so I got 10 random facts from Bro Jaravicious. Joe <laughs> sent me a cup. I won't tell you how many he sent. And we picked the best of the best. The hardest to decipher whether it's Bro or Joe. We're going to present it wait. to you, Tyvis, and Maurice, and the people <laughs> at home to see if you guys can be better than that Kansas City radio host in deciphering who is Bro. Or who is Joe? I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Also, yes, um, on the show today, and, and this, whenever he's on, all you have to do is say his name. You don't need to say what he's going to talk about, <laughs> but you just, you just have to, to say his name. Leroy Horde will be here later <laughs> yeah, in the program. In the so building. there's there's enough reason to stick around. But guys, we're going to start on a very serious note because yesterday at the Browns' first day of mandatory minicamp, Deshaun Watson actually spoke to the media, and I think it was a huge surprise to everybody. Yeah. There was no indication before yesterday that he was going to do that. We had sort of theorized on the show that in light of the 23rd and the 24th accusers coming out, and now 25 and 26, that someone, whether it was Deshaun or Rusty Harden, his attorney, or the Browns, felt, we've got to swing back. We, we can't just take these punches. So he came out yesterday, and he did a pretty lengthy interview. He answered all the questions that were asked of him. We've picked three sound bites from yesterday that we thought were particularly important for one reason or another. In the first one here, you're going to hear Deshaun talk about why the jury in these civil cases should believe him over his accusers. Listen. Why should a jury that might hear these cases believe you over dozens of women? Um, I understand that question, and I definitely respect it. But I feel like with this environment coming off the football field, it's hard to answer that question, uh, without, especially without talking to anybody on my legal team. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've been honest and I've been truthful about my stance. Um, and that's, you know, I never forced anyone. I never assaulted anyone. So um, that's what, you know, I've been saying it from the beginning, and I'm going to continue to do that and, and until all the facts come out on the legal side. I have to continue to just, you know, go with the process with my legal team and, and um, you know, the court of law. What, what do we make of that? Maurice, you can start. I, did anything jump out? Did he misstep there when he said, without talking to my attorneys, I can't well, answer that? Well, I think just um, he was probably coached on, hey, we have so much, um, so much information coming in one direction to make you look bad. You have to come back at it. But you can see, like, the first few seconds, he just summarized what they said and brought himself to a space, safe space to give him, like, this canned answer. And that's to me, that's what I saw, just you giving him this canned answer and said, hey, once we get the facts from the case and once we find out more information, I've never assaulted anybody. And I, I think that he just wanted to push that narrative. Yeah. I, I actually agree with that. I mean, I think he 
like you said, it seems very thought of. Like, he, he didn't want to go act off of emotion. And I think that's what they want him to do. Like, they, is it bothering you? Like, show us some emotion. And he don't want to give that away. I think he, if he goes out there and give a whole spew, he might say something terrible and it might not go good. So I think he did the right thing by answering it the way that he did. What do you think? Yeah, when I used to work at uh, DirecTV uh, in a call center, we had a technique. <laughs> Uh, they used to call. Your <laughs> <laughs> boys are laughing at you. Hey, now. hey, this is what they. This is it right here. Wait, you, you guys wait. used to apologize way too much. Wait, by the way, you gotta wait. You gotta wait for the. I'm sorry, line. your service isn't working. <laughs> so at Directv, we we used to give people. You're right. We got a lot of complaints. We wanted to sell packages. We used we used to tell them we we're gonna aim this person. We're gonna aim them in the direction we want to go. Now, aim stands for acknowledge, inform, and move on, right? Or some people say acknowledge, ignore, move on. He did a perfect job there. While, while I understand um, that is, you know, I respect the question. You acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. You informed them that your, uh, your lawyer or your counsel has told you not to speak to those mm -hmm. allegations. You informed them that. And you moved on and said, next question, or I can only concentrate on football at this time. Yeah. And yeah. what that does, it gives you a good opportunity to not be dismissive, but at the same time, you look like you're actually answering the question when you are. One of the reasons I love this show is because you never know where the answers are coming from. Not in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine that because G. Bush worked at DirecTV in the past, <laughs> he would be able to give a great answer to that first question. But I got to tell you, man, that makes that's it, it I've makes never sense. heard. I've never heard aim, acknowledge, inform, and move on. But it is a great PR strategy, and you're right. That's exactly what he did. So what you're saying here is he could have a future as a call center representative <laughs> yes. for DirecTV. He can, he can do a lot, especially, but he, he should not acknowledge who he is. Actually, we give them uh, regular names. We make up names, right? So, so Really? Yeah, so he it, it'd be close to yours. My, my nickname was Calvin. I don't know why Calvin. <laughs> Cal it was Calvin. Like, that was, you <laughs> never should have told us that. Yeah, Calvin. So they they Calvin. usually ask, can I have your name? Because they want your name if something go wrong. You get cable out, you can't watch the game. Can I have your name? Yeah, it's Calvin. Um, <laughs> can I speak to your manager? Uh, right now, our manager is uh, kind of held up right now, taking another call. Sally's uh, her name. Yeah, Sally. Yes, but but we we will tell you we can take your number down. We very, can email you back. This is very and professional. Look, professional. Yeah, they were very accommodating. Really good. Their service stunk, but they were very accommodating. So what you're telling me is the next time I should be I should call them out. On. Oh yes, and you might get the Sunday ticket for free. But I tell, but he, he's gonna have like different variations that I answer. Yep. Like until camp. Yep. But he, he like with all these people just continuously coming out and the media making it whatever it is. Like he has to, he, he's going to, he's going to have to have a defense to stand on and it's going to be that and they'll become frustrated. They're going to ask him a thousand different things, but I'm pretty sure when he goes home after practice, he has a whole legal team there and they're rehearsing and going over the stuff. So yeah. yeah, he's always going to land back there. And it did come off as, as coach, but yeah. you, you expect that. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they their it, mission it, is to make him come across be. as believable yeah. and they're going to do whatever they can to, uh, to that ends. All right. Now the second soundbite we're going to hear is Deshaun talking about the New York Times report that there were 66 accusers. And I think most people that listened to the whole news conference yesterday pointed to this answer as the one that was perhaps the most problematic in the way he answered. So keep that in mind while you're watching this. This is again Deshaun on the New York Times report. New York Times reported that you bought massages with 66 different women over a 17-month period. Does that number 66 seem right to you? Um... I mean, I can answer. I, I, I don't think so uh, for what me and my attorneys went through. But at the same time, you know, that's a that's more of a, a legal question that I can't really get into details about. Um, so you'll probably have to ask my attorneys and things like that to confirm. Okay, so again, he's going back to I, I really can't answer that. That's a legal question. And by the way, I mean that that is the answer that you expect. Yeah. Um, we talked about how we were surprised that the accusers gave the interview to HBO. And the reason that that was surprising to a lot of people in the legal community was because now they've told their story yeah. publicly mm -hmm. and they've shown their hand, number one. Number two, if during cross in these civil uh, trials, they slip up and, and, and just change one small detail, mm -hmm. the attorney is waiting for that now. So they've actually sort of given the attorney a baseline for what that story is or what the event was as they see it. And if there's anything different, they're going to pounce on that and try to make the jury think that there's a credibility issue. So that also is why 
Deshaun is really avoiding getting into the weeds on any of the details. But on the 66, um, on one hand, you can understand how he wouldn't understand that number yeah, yeah, because there were so many, and yeah. I, I don't even, I don't, I'm sure he probably didn't keep records of it. Yeah. But what do you make, G. Bush, of the way he answered that initially, where he said, mm, eh, that, that number doesn't seem right to me? So, so they'll work with him, they'll get him back in. It's just like watching film, they'll coach him up, show him what he did wrong, where he could do better. That you need to get the the catchphrase. This is a really good catchphrase. I don't recall. You know that was uh, you know some of this. A lot of these things happened a few years ago. Um, it's been a, a long time since then. I don't recall that number, but you would have to follow up with my counsel to to get the exact number. They've they've been digging into the phone records yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So see, we're, we're, recalls a good number. I man. mean, he, a little bit when he did the sixty six, he was like, uh, was it sixty six? Like he, he, it seemed like on his face, that's kind of what he was thinking about. Like that is a lot. Um, I think he did the right thing by taking it back to his lawyers and saying, yeah, you got to get with my legal team on that because if he would have answered it, he probably would have said either too much or not gave an answer that the world wanted to hear. So right. I think he did the right thing. Yeah, I just don't think it's the right answer. I think. <laughs> like, how would you, what, what would you recommend? Yeah, 66. No, not that many. It's but what if it ends up probably 66, though? I, I like, he's in, a, he's in a crazy situation because you kind of like stand there like, man, if I engage in talking about 66, then you're down a rabbit hole of like, why would you need 66, right? And then if I say it wasn't 66 or I begin to begin to defend like they're liars, then it becomes something else. Um, and I get it. They knew that he was going to mess up some during the process, but I don't know. He just like I was talking to you before the show. He just has like a lot of like uh, he, he has you have public opinion and Twitter opinion mm -hmm. and Instagram opinion. Then you have like mainstream media opinion. Then you have the facts of the case. And I just don't think this is with all due respect to him. I just don't think he's skilled enough to sit there and navigate that. And um, and so you have to come back to these canned answers and knowing that you're going to take some abuse uh, a way he could have probably just framed it as like, hey, man, I travel a lot. I move around a lot. I have multiple people who give me massages. And that's not to say if it's right or wrong or one thing or another. But to me, adding context around stuff to make people think, like, OK, like, you know, he's a professional athlete. He moves to four or five different states or 10 states. I don't know. And I'm not trying to make like an excuse for him or anything like mm -hmm. that. But. Uh, to me, just like once that question was posed, I was like, there's no way to go. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lose lose, really. Yeah. And I, I like what you did right there. I, I like that too. Um, people are, are more more or less not looking for whether he's guilty or innocent. What they're looking for is humanity, right? They want to find something that, that you have in common with them, right? Mm -hmm. So if you give them. Hey, look, I, my life has been a whirlwind. I moved from Texas. I mean, moved here. This is, you know, second or third place I've been. I'm learning, learning the playbook. Uh, you know, I, you know, I want to be accurate with you guys, but it would be it wouldn't do a, a service to the allegations or to my case to give out numbers that I'm not sure about. Mm -hmm. So you have to check with, you know, check right. with my staff. Like, I, I, would, I imagine that that's a provable number yeah. one way or another. I mean, if there are imagine there are receipts, <laughs> there, there was payment that was that was made. Right. Um, so I imagine that. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you had Maurice is rolling his eyes, no, no, but okay, like, so like it's it's like we were talking about this before. You know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I'm laughing like, with you. I mean, it's like it's a, it's, it's like <laughs> like you crazy, yo? Like, I'm not crazy. Just like was my man in the wrong somewhere? Like yes, but like was we all like 23, 24? And you go like do stuff you're not supposed to be doing, and you hope it doesn't get out. I think that's what you're dealing with right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's like, talk about the 66, because when Ty was on last yeah, week, we talked about that number. <laughs> okay. You, you were a, a highly conditioned um, collegiate athlete, mm -hmm. and you did spend time in the NFL, so mm -hmm. you saw the way this world works. The 66 number over 17 months, that's ironically that. enough, comes down to one a week. So That's about right. Is Is... What was the number of massages that you were getting or that your teammates were getting during the course of the season and then during the off season? Is it is no, it one so, a week? So is it more there, than one a so week? So there's people who get massages a couple times a week. That's not that's not uh, abnormal. You have some masseuses who will come in groups and they'll come to the actual facility and do them there. You have some guys who will go do them at home. This, these are real things. So and, there, and there's honestly right there's a there's a level of a dude who's young, who's successful, who's in shape, who has a bunch of money. And he may see, hey, you know, instead of going out to the nightclub, I may try to have sex with a masseuse. 
Like these are real things. Like like somebody being young and like, it, but are these like you know? There's a football culture mm -hmm. inside the football world, and there's like a regular culture. And am I saying like, is it right or wrong? But do I? But when you heard this stuff, like this don't sound like it didn't sound crazy to me. Like keeping it real, just yeah. just keeping it real. It yeah. Don't sound crazy to people who live in that world. Yeah. And you know, if this dude gets on the table, you know he's into that. Like that's what's going on. <laughs> that's, I know that's like off topic. When, when you, but no, no, no. Actually, actually, it's directly on topic because what you're drilling down on is you're drilling down on the culture of high-priced professional athletes, right? So there's, I always tell people, there's no if you're trying to date or casually hang out or hook up with people, the only place to do that is on dating sites. And people say, why would you, why can't you do it the old fashioned way? Well, the old fashioned way, there's, there's an option for you to be like, Ooh, if I run up on somebody in a grocery store and, and I don't see a ring or nothing nowadays, it's unacceptable for me to run up on somebody in the grocery store. You don't know if that person uh, is married, divorced, single, got kids, don't want to be talking to people, or got PTSD. You know nothing. You're just assuming. So you're using the dating site as a filter. It's a filter. To and narrow it down to people that and, you want to date. And him, exactly, I, I believe, and this is 100% guaranteed, Deshaun Watson, yes, was getting massages by these people, but he was also using that as a place to hook up with people. Yeah, it's it seems like it. Yeah, yeah. and th I it's think it's that's it's what it's you were talking so, about earlier. So, like, let's, uh, let's 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 take it a step further, right? Like, there's different classes in life and just different social activities you do. This is no different than Robert Kraft. It's all it is. It's Robert Kraft, and I'm, I'm around people who are well-to-do, and well-to-do people have stuff going on that other people don't, and they they just can't be seen. They can't be in the same places. And they can't do the same stuff. And so am I saying it's right or wrong? No, but to act like this is like some obscene idea where this is like an anomaly, an anomaly, ah, anomaly, anomaly. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, we get it. I, I'm just saying like it, it's that and it's like some stuff that just happens to be in public. It's like, right. How do you digest this? You digested how Robert Kraft did it. Like erase the tape, push the judges on them. <laughs> like let's suppress this and move it to the back room. Deshaun Watson is a Robert Kraft, so he has to deal with it in public. And, and D G. Bush has talked about that a lot. Like, mm -hmm. you can't have two different systems of justice, one for the owners who have the money and one for the players who are in, – in, no I know they're making a lot of money, but they're still – yeah. Subservient so, to the owners. Let me, let, me, let, me clear, hold on, let me clarify this before this. Look, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with none of it. Let me clarify. We were talking about it before this. Let let me, we ain't on no side. Here's the thing. We're just telling it like we, it is. But where you're going is an area on this show that we haven't yet gone, which is surprising to me because we've turned over every stone on this show. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, and I, I had a conversation recently with a longtime professional athlete who said I can't use his name, but all I can say he was a longtime professional athlete. We would all know his name. I asked him the question. Is it outside the realm of reasonability that he would have 66 different masseuses over 66 or 70 weeks? And his direct and very quick answer was, absolutely not. When, when you're a race car driver, your main tool is your car. And that car is constantly being tuned up. Yeah. Even during the race, yeah. that machine is being tuned up. Tires are a little out. This is a little out. Tighten this. Loosen that. The chassis is wrong. So it's even during the race, it's constantly, he said, my body and Deshaun's body and mm -hmm. anybody who has relied on their body as their main tool, anybody that's been in that space understands that that constantly needs adjustments. Absolutely. It constantly needs attention. And he, he scoffed at the idea that anybody would be shocked that's that a pro athlete would even have that many massages in that span of time. That's what I told you the last time I was on. I was like, 66 over 17 weeks is not crazy at all. Like 17 that, months. Or 17 months. Right. That's not crazy. That's actually pretty accurate to what it is. That's literally one massage a week, which in the offseason, you're training. You need to take care of your body. There's so many athletes that's out there, pro athletes, that's getting massages weekly, like like Marie said. It's so some get it is, though, but, twice but a week. But who do you think is hearing this information on the other side of the TV? A regular guy who goes to work, lives a normal life. Oh yeah, fact. So, yeah, but, but but this is the this is the fans in the stand. Like everybody pays for a ticket, so when they hear it, it like, sounds alarming. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. That, but but then but, don't, but then let's not take away. And then we also like let's be honest with each other. 
A, he, a, a he, dude who 23, 24 going to try somebody in there. Yeah, like I said, these kids, they call it demon time. You know, demon he, time. he was on some yes. demon time if, a little bit. You know, like, he, probably, he probably went through it once before and, and it happened. <laughs> and he was like, man, this is all right right So, here. So let and me give you, so for you guys out there, let me just give you the translation uh, from Black Dictionary. <laughs> oh, excuse I, me. There's a lot, I forgot. I, I know there's 65,000 that was like demon time. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Demon, what is that, that's, a, that's, that's just calling that you're being uh, disruptive, you're being naughty, you're not following the rules, yeah. or you're being tempted. Yes, yes, that's, <laughs> that's the way I look at there, it. There's, see, yeah, so it's not literal, right? <laughs> yeah, not literally, like, we, didn't, we didn't do no literal, you're just you're, yeah, but, but naughty I, behavior. But I will say this. They're right. They're using your perception against you. 66 is a large number for somebody that just goes to work. They don't know anything. The regular guy who, who's doing construction does not have anything going. And by the way, a lot of people don't know this out there. Uh, Brett Favre was sued by two uh, massage m m masseuses. And they were team masseuses in Minnesota. You can check but this that a, out. This is a thing, though, G. Bush. I, I just, it's this not a, new. This is a new thing. Well, it's not new. It's been, it's been, it's an app that you can actually use. It's called Soothe. And when I was with the Browns, and when I was with all going through my whole professional career, if I didn't use, because uh, you don't, you only get massages certain days of the week. Like yeah. it's either on the off day or they'll do it on Friday or Saturday before and it's, the game. It's an it's allotted right. time. Yeah, slotted time. If you don't make the slotted time, time, somebody take the time, you out. Mm -hmm. So you could go home. It's an app called Soothe, and, mm -hmm. they, come and they come to you and with the massage, and there it is. So you, I even know and and no, that's how and that and I can't tell you how many masseuses I've had, but if I've used Soothe, it's always a different person. So you, then, so put something on top of that. Then there's a there's a level of entitlement once you become start quarterbacks and where. Yeah. Sure, and so for then, sure, and, and, so and that then, might be where he got in trouble here, where he felt Mike. like. Listen to me, not Mike. Sure, his own entitlement felt like, well, why wouldn't these but, women? But then want? but it became a bigger issue once the attorneys who were suing the people who filed a civil suit, they go back to say, hey, did you ever get a massage with him? Yeah, I gave him a massage. What actually happened? You know, this may be a civil case. You know, you weren't supposed to do that. And so when you round people up and you go to court and you, it's not about if you're innocent or guilty. It's like the story you're trying to portray. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the court system and it's not basically guilt, innocent or guilty. It's like you have 66 people, you have 66 women. They're trying to win the PR war. So I don't know if the man's guilty or if he's not. I would like to believe, I, I would like to believe somebody's innocent and proven, until proven guilty. But to me, it's just, it's, it's a thousand dynamics and they're hoping that they land and intimidate him and said, hey, start settling. But if you settle with one, yeah, settle with you have to settle with 23. Well, I'm glad you went to that point next because our last soundbite, and we'll be quick with our discussion on this because we need to move along, but it, it, he was also asked on his likelihood of settling these cases. Listen. Are you open to settling now? And what would it take to settle these? Uh, like I said, I just want to clear my name and be able to tell, let the facts and the legal uh, legal procedure, procedures continue to play out. Uh, so right now, that's well, that's all I'm doing is is want to clear my name and be able to let all the facts come out in the court of law and, and be able to focus on that. All right. So sort of double talk. He said the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. He wants to clear his name. That's what he's focused on. Um, we've talked about whether or not a settlement would indeed clear his name. There. I think the, the, no. the perception is when you write the check, yeah. it, there's you almost an, an admission of guilt, that, yeah. which is why you could see why someone that was felt they were innocent would not want to do that. Do, do we see a settlement coming? Maurice, you haven't spoken on this because you haven't been in on days we've discussed this, but do you think that that's no, where No, you, you have to fight going? it because once you admit guilt and settlement to this one, that's just used against you. It comes in the, um, it, it's out there in the news and every other attorney or whoever is representing these cases, they want you to settle and just say, hey, you're guilty, you're, you've admitted it, and you're paying it that way. So to me, you have to fight them all. Fight them all. You know, fight them all to the end. And, mm -hmm. and that's it, what it does it seem like that's the strategy right yeah. now. That, no, you have to. That like, Rusty like, Harden is completely content with letting these play themselves out in court, which won't happen until 2023. So, but that's where it seems we're going. I yeah. can bet you this, after the preseason goes, like, and this rather is right, wrong, or indifferent, this is a hot topic because there's nothing else to talk about. Sure. Once there's games to talk about, this is back page stuff. And I, I, don't, I don't know if that's right or wrong, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it just won't be a thing or it won't be as like as a juicy thing. And his attorney, his team knows that and they're going to drag it on. They're going to stick him in there every once in a while and say, hey, defend yourself, defend your reputation. Make sure you can still play. Keep the Browns happy. And then they'll get to the season and then we'll be talking about who's playing next week and who's going to win right. which division. And it just won't be a thing. <clears throat> yeah. Ty, yeah, should I mean, he settle? 
No, I don't think he should settle. I mean, if, if you if it's about clearing your name, because I said this from the beginning, like if somebody got this on my name for the rest of my life, I want it to be clear. If right. I if I know in my heart that I didn't do anything wrong, and if it was just what we say demon time, and it was just a masseuse, and he was whatever it was, if it if it wasn't no no sexual thing, you truly in your heart feel that you didn't do it, and you got two grand juries that said that you didn't criminally do anything wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna fight it to the end for sure. Cause that, like I say, I. I don't want Tybus Powell sexual assault. Like, right. I don't no, want that. No on one my does. Name. I just want just Tybus Powell. That's it. So, G, <laughs> you've kind of been on both sides of this issue. One, I, I can remember one time you were like, no, and then another time you're like, this just needs to go away. Well, here's well, when when you had the Texans in, I think there's a there's a possibility. You notice he said he's going to possibly add the Texans, right? You notice he ain't filed them papers yet, right? He hasn't filed the paperwork to put the Texans in on it, right? That was a signal to the NFL. Hey, we would like you to do X, Y, and Z. We're not going to put the Texans in there yet. If you play ball with us, if he does decide to put the Texans in there, I think the league goes to Deshaun Watson and says, mm, well, look, now you got one of us involved. Here's what we'll be going to do. We're going to negotiate. We're going to give four to six games or whatever, but you got to settle these lawsuits. If you don't settle them, we might give you a year, right? That's right. That's That could be right or wrong, right? I, I don't think you should do that and negotiate it. I think that's negotiating in bad faith, but I can see that happening. But I will say this, and I, I, I brought this up to somebody else. And when it comes to whether or not you're going to plea bargain to certain things, I always ask myself, you got a wife? Everybody got, everybody wife's wiped up. If Deshaun Watson allegedly did that to my wife and she was a massage therapist. Ain't no way in hell you can get I'm not sure. I mean, I ain't never settling. I want the criminal charges. Exactly. I we know I ain't going to no civil game. We I want your life points. Yeah, I want you got to do some time, bro. I, and ain't no settlement it's bigger than money. It's yeah. bigger than money at that point right then. I would want to actually put hands on you, but yeah, guess what for sure. The, and so for me, my part, part th thought process is if you got people who are just joining late, like because they saw the HBO thing, if I I want criminal, not civil, mm -hmm. you and you and no lawyer can talk me off that well. What does it say to you though that there've only been a handful of women that pursued the criminal avenue, while there's 26 now that are pursuing the civil avenue? I, I, to me, that it, it, you know that don't look that don't that doesn't look like something that that's above board and I'm a, and I understand there's a couple of people that can come late long along and say well look hey, I might not have the same type of case to get a criminal case but if it's my daughter if it's my sister if it's my wife if it's any of the above it could be my goddaughter I'm 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 pushing I'll go get a grand jury in Texas Houston San Antonio Dallas. we'll just keep going yeah. to different places till we get a conviction hmm. because at the end of the day and that's what you got to stand on. So I'm like that on the opposite end with Deshaun Watson. If he's saying he ain't doing it, this, the allegations is so serious that you you got to stand on that. You just got to say, look, no, we'll wait. I got 2023 and 24 and 25. We'll just go until y'all tired. To your point uh, about the NFL being concerned that the Texans are added now because it's one of them. It's 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 much more internal problem for the NFL if a team is found guilty of this. I, we've talked about this before. Usually before you're making these massive calculated decisions, you're deciding what's the worst case scenario. And for the NFL, in my view, the worst case scenario is they hand down a punishment to Deshaun Watson of six or eight or a year, and these cases do play out in courtrooms, and he's found not guilty in all 26. That's a nightmare for the NFL. I just, mm. I think the NFL should just wait it out, man. Let the whole thing play out. That way, you won't get it wrong. Whether he, if he's innocent, boom, we'll handle it. And but this, but this season too. right here, he's good. But we I, don't, we I, don't I know think the now. reason that won't happen is because the Browns want, they want to know. Well, like, I mean, what, what, what are we dealing with we here? Should, we should tell them. They should come out and say, you know what? Until his stuff is completely done, he's good. He's free to play. We're we're not handing out no no punishment. Right. We're Early, gonna wait. We're gonna wait until because okay. we want to make sure that we get this thing right. And Quickly. why don't they do that? Because the public they, they, the public perception that they, they want. Jim Jim Donovan, want. who's very plugged in with the Browns, and I'm not sure where he got this, but he told me yesterday on our five o'clock show on Channel Three that there is the, the expectation is we're going to know around the 4th of July. 
which is the first we've heard any date that I've heard. I've, I've heard a lot of speculation, well, it's got to happen before training camp. It's got to happen before week one. But Jimmy yesterday on the program told me that everybody's sort of circling right around 4th of July hmm. and, and perhaps before the 4th of July. So mm-hmm. that's just a couple yeah. of weeks. Yep. We should know. I do feel that we ready. have to read this because Tony Busby, who is the attorney for the 24 women that have already filed, two more now that are going to file, uh, released this statement after hearing Deshaun talk yesterday. He said, given the volume of the credibility cases filed, the lead detective sworn testimony, the undisputed facts, and the heartbreaking pain, the heartbreak pain and havoc Watson has caused, we think it would be appropriate to see, to see Deshaun Watson express some regret or remorse in the way he treated these women. Again, that's if you're operating under the assumption that, that he's guilty. That he's guilty. That he's guilty. Yeah. And, yeah. and Deshaun is not operating from that stance at all. So his point is, I can't apologize for something I didn't do. Because mm-hmm. I already know how he's viewing it. They're saying sexual predator, rape, whatever. Like at the end of the day, like we, the man went in there and let me, if I can take advantage, I will. And if not, I won't. I don't think it was, I don't think he's like some sexual predator, but you know, that's a gray area to like the bass public. Yeah. He was like, trying to leverage his, his stardom. Yes. 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 That, that's a, that's totally different. For, for consensual sex. Yes. That's and like, nobody is alleging, by the way, that there was any sex that took took place right. out of the bounds of consensual. Yeah. They're, they're parsing words saying that he forced them to do certain things that they didn't want to do, but, but they're but all this, acknowledging this they a, did them. This isn't a, like a, like a, this isn't just a popular conversation. Like the way, like if he, the way he would blow everybody up is just say, Hey, look, man, I was young. I was going to have these masseuses or going to have yeah. these massages. And if I had a chance to have sex, no difference than a guy goes to a club. And if I meet a woman and she's attractive, we both like, and I get lucky. Let's, let's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Let's, that's what it is. Let's get, a, let's get another pros idea on this. Let's, let's get to Leroy, because uh, I want to ask him the difference. You, you talked about it. You specifically spoke to the difference between the way you guys and, and professional athletes, their world and our world. Is there a difference in the way you protect yourself or that you go about even discussing the word sex or what's the things that go through your mind? Let's bring Leroy in. Leroy, you there? There he is. Yep. He's just chilling. He's chilling. Hey, I'm going to start this off by saying anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) So you're trying to highlight that (laughs) early. Early. He's coming early. That's what happens when you go to Michigan. (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. Reese, you're not going to take that, are you? Here you go. I got my my big word dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to go. (laughs) Yeah, I I was a fan till now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I am required by Michigan law to point that out. Mm. You, you, you all have required. To. Look, y- y'all haven't won in a long time, and I see they feeling themselves. Oh, y- y'all won one hey, time in the last hey. fifteen years. Well, what's the overall record? That's that's wow. What, that's hey, you're talking about a time when people you, got around their horse and buggy. You really going there? With that, that doesn't count. That, hey, see, that that's sad. Hey, you hold I'm, on I'm to the, the name. I'm gonna mention the name, and we gonna squash this. John Cooper. Wow. Ooh, yeah, that well, hurt. I, I played with Jim Trestle. I, I played with Urban, so. <laughs> I'm just saying. They said they weren't both. I'm just what saying. You, what you're talking with, about right, is irrelevant. I played with both. All right, how about we go Rich Rodriguez? Yeah, Rich Rodriguez. How about Rich Rod? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that man, that about, man had linebackers playing left guard. He was a mess. Come on. Boy. He I, was I, a how about mess. We go, let's go with Harbaugh. Yeah. Ooh. How's Harbaugh? Harbaugh he is a, Present tense. Let's go Lloyd yeah. Carr. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. who was you the know guy what? after Listen, Rich Rod? Lloyd. Brady Hope. Uh, Brady Hope. Oh, Moeller. Oh, man. Moeller. Listen, Lloyd. Moeller. Gary Moeller was after. No, he Gary took Moeller old. and then Lloyd Carr. Listen, yep. Lloyd. Yes. They so bad right now. Lloyd Carr told his grandson, you ain't going there. Go to Notre Dame. <laughs> Don't even commit there. Go to Notre oh, Dame. Man. Brady Hope. I tell Hope. you what, collect- collectively, we can get together in a circle and hold hands and hate Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I like Marcus like, Freeman, my guy. I, I like Marcus. I ain't got no problem. I want to know against Notre Dame, so I ain't got no beef with it. I mean, I ain't got no yeah. beef with you either. I'm four and zero, so but you, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't, hey, hey, I'm not playing that game no more. <laughs> 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 I tried that with Brock. 
I tried that with Brian Hartline. That's a no-go. Yeah. I'm not playing the how many did you win game. <laughs> yeah, between all of us, we've got five pair of gold pants, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, don't have any. Yeah, yeah, I, I barely got regular pants. I wear cargo shorts, dog. Hey, did you see how his demeanor changed from when he came on like a boss with the, the, the anomaly, anomaly statement? Anomaly. And, and when we just dropped the five gold pants, he was like, yeah. right. hey, I'm just, I'm just yeah. Hey, um, Leroy, good to see you again. Welcome to the program. I thought G. Bush uh, asks, asks a very interesting question. Go ahead, frame it again. Yeah, yeah. so, so we, you know, we're talking about the decision, the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. And, and, and Maurice and, and Tyvis, you know, he put, it, put us on to game and just saying basically, you know, so it's, it's a different way that athletes go about certain things because of, of where they are in the position mm -hmm. of, of society. As a regular guy who went to a Mac school, I, I didn't have to worry about none of that. Those decisions, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't getting none of the spoon-fed stuff or whatever the case may be. But what way do you go about? Um, are, are you as a, prof a former professional athlete? Do you handle those situations a little differently? Do you? In the back of your mind, when you meet somebody, or whether or not you decide I'm gonna exchange ask this this individual for their number, or just even regular dating in general, it don't have to be the, like straight to sex. Do you do you yeah. think about it differently because you just are saying I got to protect myself? I, I listen, I can't put myself in that situation. Is that something that you think of? And how did you think of it in previous years when you were a little younger? Um, you do you do have to be a little bit reserved and kind of you know one of the things i did was is i always limited my exposure so when i went out i was always out with a group of guys and then if we we saw some girls or whatever it'd be a group of girls you know what i mean it wasn't no one-on-one -on -one situation like that it was like group fun if by any chance you should exchange a number it's always in that group setting you know, so nobody's put in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, but um, you do have to be careful. I, I was thinking, I said, hey, man, LeBron James said he spent a million dollars on his body. Like, it, it's important. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's what gets you the money, your body. So I don't know, you know, if people don't think that guys are spending exorbitant amounts of money for various types of training and uh, massages or whatever, I think where this gets a little bit confusing is, is that it's so many, right? But even with that big number, um, I could see it. I could see it like, like Ty was talking about the app or whatever. They got apps for everything now. You know, you get a, a different person come over, do your massage. I remember when I was in Minnesota, we used to have a couple that would do roughing. Mm -hmm. And we would drive 30 minutes to to the couple. And, and I would get that done once a week. And then periodically I'd get a, 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 another, a different type of massage that same week. So does that count as, hey, man, I'm a psycho. I saw three masseuses in one week. You know, I like I don't I don't know. It's hard to understand what an athlete does to take care of his body. And because of this situation, another good point that Maurice made is this. Um, it's the job of who is it, Busby? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's his job to make his case as strong as possible. And the only way you can do that in a civil suit is by having a bunch multiple people. So I would be interested to see, okay, there was only, a, uh, I don't know how many women actually tried to do a criminal case, right? But it would be interesting to me how many of these women that he contacted to be a part of this when they had no, you know, they weren't even thinking of it. How do we view that? You know, we don't, right. we don't know if it was only three women that um, filed criminal charges or, or attempted criminal charges and then Busby got a hold of them and then he started tracking down all the masseuses. Do we think differently of this case? 
Yeah, and I think that's one it, of the things that a that, whole bunch of people coming out. It's a whole bunch of people being contacted. Right. We see it all the time. We right, see commercials it, right. on TV. If you have been affected by talcum powder, call this number and be part of it. Am I wrong? No, no you're, you're right. right. You're, you're right. not wrong. And and because you know, they all trying to make their case as strong as possible. They have that right. They do but have we that. We also right. gotta look at the situation and understand that it is his job to make his case as strong as possible. Also, to put Deshaun Watson in a position where he may want to just settle and get it over with. Right. Yeah, and that certainly seems like that's what's going on here. The, the information that number 25 and 26 were coming forward on the day before mandatory minicamp starts, mm. uh, it, a lot of this does seem strategically timed. But to your point, that's what Busby's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to... At right. the end of the day, he's supposed to win money for his clients, and that's the only way he's going to get paid. So then, I, but I mean, I don't. It's two things. Even a feedback to what he said. More people giving like so. If 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 he comes out and he gives context around how many massages you get, then Leroy as a person looks bad. It looks like you're defending this. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wish there was just a platform. To, you know, I, I I know you're not defending <laughs> yeah. it, but just I wish that there was a national platform of people saying, hey. Let me give context around what goes on. That's what I'm not saying what's right. No, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. That's what what we do because it is a subset of society. It's a subset of society that a has extra money to spend on this kind of thing and Mm -hmm. B, you know, not to say that regular laborers don't need massages too. Because, but if given the choice and they could have three a week, I'm pretty sure most guys that put houses up for a living discretionary money, they would be taking those massages too. How about this? I give you a perfect example. I used to get you know, two, three hundred dollars a massage, get the good one, you know, the whole body feel good after a game. Now I'm getting massages with Groupon. Like, <laughs> hey, you do what you gotta do. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't in that place no more. Yeah, yeah, right. right? No, absolutely. Groupon. Absolutely. Now, all of this being said, None of this excuses the alleged behavior. No, I don't no, want to say the no, behavior, no, but no, so no. And, and I don't want anybody to, that's watching this discussion to say yes. like, oh, hold on here. These four men, <laughs> yeah. five men are yeah. sitting there I, trying to, doing uh, that. you know, well, that's not at all but, what we're doing. What we're it, trying to do is give context. Now you see how to, sticky it is to talk yeah. about it. Go, I'm sorry. Listen, no, I, I do. And <laughs> that's why this is such a crazy topic, because everybody has a really strong opinion on it. And I, I always try to throw this in every time we discuss this. There is a basket of information that we know. And then there is a plethora of information that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's right. going on. We don't know mm-hmm. all these women's stories. We have, we've only heard two of them tell their stories. So there's way more that we don't know than we know. So I always try to say this. Let's try to reserve final judgment. Everybody is sort of like, I think you said the other day, everybody sort of ran to their camp. He did it or he didn't. Um, the truth of the matter is there are a select number of people that know exactly what happened during those massages and whether or not that crosses a line. And, and I want to say this too, as a, I, I mean, we got now a few professional athletes in, in the building, right? See, in regular life, you don't know how much the CFO makes. You don't know how much the account down the street make. You don't know how much the construction guy is making or the city councilman. When you are a professional athlete, yeah, Googleable. your name is there. <laughs> Googleable. Googleable. Right up underneath there, they say five years, 75 million, 30 million guaranteed. This is how much his endorsement for Pepsi is. He get disappearance fee right here. I don't know no other, no other different type of, of, of profession that happens to and well, so, pro- well, politicians, politicians. But what happens is nobody wants to be like politicians. They want to be like athletes, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this love-hate right. thing kind of developed, right? Mm-hmm. You get a guy that you root for, you buy his jersey, but then you, at the same time, you look at it and say, but he's making more than I'll ever make in my life. This person is making more. He'll, he'll get women that I'll never see in my life, and they don't even care about it. So what happens is when you get in trouble or there's any sort of thing, the thing that happens is there's a catch-22 in your stomach. You're like... Do I really want to support this guy because I admire him a lot and what he does on the field and he's playing for my favorite team. But then there's another side as a real man that you like. 
but he has this, 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 and I'll never get that. So it's always a catch 22 because it comes off as sometimes not. It comes off as is people being insensitive and hating a little bit. And the first thing that they'll say is, well, he makes that much money to play a kid's sport. If, if, if I was making that much money, I'd never put myself in that position. No. I'd never drink. <laughs> I never that, that, that cracks, that cracks <laughs> me up because you never people say that. But when you get the money, you never know how you no. will react. People, tell, it's been a lot of times that I said I would never buy people. Buy, how much you pay for them shoes? You know, I have, when I got to the league, I bought them shoes. Cool. I had the money, so it was like you never know. But you, you, think you like, know, the other thing, go ahead, the other thing that's terrible about having these conversations is is we trying to have just a, a meaningful uh just kind of work our way through the whole situation but in today's society every time you make a comment it means you picking a side yep. yes and yeah, no, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to have this conversation and have to take a a, a five second break periodically to defend what we're saying you see what I'm saying? And yeah. Jay has to periodically stop and say, this doesn't mean that we're uh, supporting these possible uh, wrongdoings, right? Which is, you know, that in itself is ridiculous. Like, I, I don't, again, I'm one of those people that I can separate Deshaun Watson, the football player, from Deshaun Watson caught up in this stuff because I don't know just Deshaun Watson. I've never had a conversation with him. I plan on it, but right. as of right now, I haven't. And so I'm not going to pass judgment on a man and that, yeah. that I don't know. And that goes to my point that we, we spent 45 minutes talking about this now, but I'll end it here because I want to get to something else. Mm -hmm. But what we don't know far exceeds what we know. And yep we're talking about it because it's in the news cycle and that's what we do. But I just think we wrap it up and put a bow on it by saying we don't know now for sure. A lot of the things that have been alleged, we may never find out even if we get 26 guilties or 26, not guilty civil trials. You know, we have seen cases where we've known innocent people have been convicted mm -hmm. and we've seen plenty of cases where we've seen guilty people have been set Same. free. Mm -hmm. So it's not a perfect system. We're talking yeah. about it because it involves, uh, you know, the, the best player on our team, and that's what we do. But what, Jay, the other thing is, is that um, July Fourth is um, pretty accurate. That's usually that's, are when you they hearing come anything with, about that? Yeah, same same thing that okay. that they usually come out with decisions on this around July Fourth, so it gives a couple of weeks before camp starts, okay, or what have you. I, I just. I, I the the thing that's hard for me to wrap my head around is the NFL doesn't determine guilt or innocence. No, they don't. And 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 that is a tough world to live in. I, it uh, is. I'll say this as we move on. So the reason why I think Jim Donovan's point is a valid one, and and now yours as well. So there is something in the business in the in the business of news and journalism uh, called a Friday news dump. <laughs> and here's what that means. A Friday news dump is you throw something out into the news cycle that you know is going to get a lot of pushback mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of, you know, and it's controversial. You, you release that on a Friday at five o'clock because we're all doing one thing at that time, racing towards our weekend. And we're not about to go home and sit down and watch news and, hear people pontificate about the news story. So if, if you put all this together, I would, I would say that I would be on really high alert on July 1st around <clears throat> 4 o'clock because the 4th of July yep. this year is on a Monday. Mm. So mm. the news dump, which normally buys whoever's controlling that news story a couple of days of relief before everybody comes back on Monday and starts digging into that piece of news, mm -hmm. Because That's it's a three-day weekend, that buys them 72 hours. And that's Friday news dump might be what we see on July 1st. First. Just a guess. No information. I just, I've seen how journalism works and how big stories are released. And you, you can go back and look them up. There's a whole lot of them that come out on Fridays at 5 o'clock. 
So we'll be on high alert for that. Yeah. I want to get your take on on something that I know has these guys fired up, and particularly Tyvis. <laughs> Pro Football Focus um, ranks Denzel Ward the tenth best outside corner in the NFL. Mm. All of these guys <laughs> pictured in in this in this graphic, they have rated mm-hmm. higher than Denzel Ward at the outside corner spot. What do you say to that? Um. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, did, did, they ask, did they ask anybody he played against? Did they see any of the games he it. locked folks down? I would say this. I, I would say he's top five. Um, and and there there's a there's a couple of guys that you know are probably in the same class with him, but he's better. Like just watch the games. You know, and yeah. and, and, and sometimes Sometimes you are a beneficiary of a pass rush. And let me ask you, you remember when the Giants beat New England? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who they front four In their perfect was. You don't know who their DBs were. <laughs> right. Exactly right? who the front four was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. My point exactly. Hey, Ross. It's hard. First of all, it's hard to single out a DB is is – are all those guys great man-to-man guys? Or some of them uh, zone. zone guys? Right. Remember Namdi Asamoah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude was, was great. Awesome. Then he switched teams and got the big contract. And that was the end of that. And they wanted him to be a lockdown corner. They put him in and zone. he faded away into the sunset. In a hurry. They, met, they messed him In a up, hurry. Man. So he, you, he have, to, you have to compare apples to apples. Um... I would say Denzel Ward, you can put him on a guy and say, lock him down for this on Sunday, right? There's not a whole bunch of guys you can do that with. You can do it with Jalen Ramsey. There's a couple other guys on that list. But everybody else, some of those guys may be a beneficiary of the defense. And I even question, look, to some extent, um, Ramsey is. Talk about okay, it. Okay, to some talk, extent. Talk, talk, no. talk about it. Right. I didn't, I didn't got, hear about the thing. He got the best pass rusher. <laughs> yeah. That not, not elite. The best. Yeah. So and that I, means he only has to cover. He got to cover a half a second shorter. And you know what? I, there's very few positions in the NFL where you can't have an argument as to who is the best. Mm. But to your point about Aaron Donald and the He's Rams, the like that's uh, the five-second argument. Yeah, it's, I, it, you just say his name, close. and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that, that's the mic drop." <laughs> and right. so that does make a big difference. Tyvis, you, you played the position. That. We right. talked about how it. important is that that the, that guy on the edge that gets to the quarterback. Oh, it's faster. huge. It's, it's, it's huge. You ain't got, yeah, you ain't got to cover that long. I mean, the ball is gonna come out. The quarterback in his mind thinks he got three to four seconds to get rid of the ball. You got a guy who just beats the guy right off the edge. Now that ball's coming out in two seconds. The receiver's not even out of his route. Oh, Boom, I'm standing there catching and, the ball. Oh, and, and, you, and, and you know, Ty, down and distance. Yeah, you, you got the whole situation. Down and distance, hey, tell a story. Yes. The formation, tell, tell a story. story. I mean, all, all I'm going to do, if it's if it's third and five, and, my, and I got Aaron Donald and Von I Miller, I'm going to sit at five yards, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm yes. going to wait for you to go ahead and make your break because I know that yes. they're going to get there. You got to get rid of the ball. <laughs> you, how many picks, how many picks do DBs get because it's third and five and they could just drop back and know that at five yards, he better throw this thing or all hell going to break loose in that yeah. backfield. Oh, and then yeah. you get and a you, pick and they say, hey, they read our routes. No, we're not. Yeah, I'm just sitting on, I'm, I'm sitting at the like sticks the and I know you're going to throw them at the sticks. Right. Support. Yeah. And you I know where all the help yes. is. I know your tendencies. Yes. Remember, I asked you, Ty, I came in one day. I said, look, I was watching NFL films, right? And, and, and. They were talking about corners, right? And I always say corners are mythical creatures, right? So I, I, all I know is I play D-line. I look around the corners way over there to the to 55 yards on the sideline. They don't even need to get in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They just be over there. They just, I don't know what they be doing. They're mythical. But I was watching these cats, and I was sitting there watching Jalen Ramsey, and I'm like, Jalen Ramsey's getting touched a lot. They, they, he's so, they're catching a lot of footballs in front of him. And I went to Ty and said, look, Jalen Ramsey was talking about, the, who's the kid from uh, Dallas who got all them interceptions? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. They said, yeah. what's the difference between you and Trayvon Diggs? Trayvon Diggs had like 10 picks. 
he and I had to ask him. I said, "What do you? What is? What is playing in in phase, out of phase? Because he kept saying, "Man, I play, I play out of phase a lot. I play out of phase a lot." And, and Ty was like, "I was like, it seems like playing out of phase ain't supposed to be something you're supposed to be doing." <laughs> <laughs> Like you ain't like that's like saying I, I get washed a lot as a D lineman. I get I get down blocked a lot. No, bro, that's not a thing. You shouldn't be good. You shouldn't be entrapped, cuz. So my thing was, is it the name brand recognition for the DBs? Because it seemed like you get a name Revis or you get Ramsey and you that guy for five to ten years, and it don't matter kind of what you do. It's kind Unless of what you're Deion Sanders. But you, but you light up a bunch of interceptions. That like so when these guys when you go on a series just like. Trayvon Diggs, right? Or kid down the cow, the cowboy kid. You get a bunch of interceptions. Now your stock has went up, and then now you become the guy. But systems make defensive players. Like that's just what right. it is. And whatever system you in, whoever you got up front, it makes a difference on how he covers. And if you halfway watch film, if you halfway know tendencies, if you halfway know the person across from you, you pretty much know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you can have like a like. My, I don't know. I don't want to call names, but you can have like, a, you know, like you know how you can. There's, there's, there's like outside linebackers who benefit from having like dog linebackers on the other side, yeah. where a guy runs free and he makes a bunch of tackles and he has no responsibility. Where another guy may be setting the edge or wrong arm and stuff, or you may be the backside defensive end and they're getting doubled on the front side, so you have a one-on-one situation. Yeah. There's so much of that stuff. I think the Denzel Ward piece. I mean, I've been a Brown fan since Leroy Hoare, Eric Metcalf, Bernie Coles. I've been a Brown for that long. The brand of the Browns is down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. It's just a bad brand. You oh, so you're saying just, oh, well, because he's on the Browns. Bro, we're, I'm yeah. telling you, that's, that that's perception a large is part. Yes, yeah. I, I've been a Browns fan my whole life. Uh, even Nobody, Nick Chubb yeah, doesn't Nick, get the respect Nick that Chubb we think he deserves. Nick Chubb gets disrespected. I think he's a top three running back in the league. I think he's the best personally. Well, Joe but, got some credit when he was playing. They people respected Joe. Yeah, because like it was alignment, so they Joe gave it to him. No, yeah. I'm talking about Joe Hayden. Oh, I thought you were talking about Joe Thomas. Okay, oh, Joe, yeah, Joe, Tom, Joe Thomas, he hands he down. Did. Joe Hayden got he, a lot of love did. from the. From he, he, but the, I'm talking about just from. But, go, ahead, go ahead, Leroy. But 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 that's just it. You look at Denzel Ward and look at how successful the defense was is, right? He should be getting more credit just because of the defense that he played on. Now, he does benefit to some extent from, you know, having that pass rush or having those guys up front. But let me ask you a question. You ever watch a Browns game and Denzel Ward is never close to somebody? See, and that's that's what <laughs> he I He always, no, that's if what you I'm catch saying. a ball he, on him, he's, yeah, he's you got to earn it. He earned that he right. make receivers earn their catches, and that's what I'm saying. He does right. a he does an amazing job of playing the hands. It's never been like a time where I've seen Denzel just completely be burnt and no, he's right. not there. Like he's always there to make the play. That's why right. to me he's top fives. I sat back, man. I even had them come up with a graphic about comparing him to to Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey's completion percentage last year was like 63 percent. Denzel's was 61. Jalen Ramsey had, I think, four picks. Denzel had three. But you'll tell me that Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the league when I can go pull up tape and let you see in week 17 in a gotta-have-it, must-win game, he went out there against the San Francisco 49ers and had and made the tactical error I've ever seen. In a, under a minute, he's up there trying to jump a flat route when you need to be playing back. Then you say, okay, that's just one game. You take it a step further, we take it to Tom Brady and them. In a game where they're coming back, you up, and they got to have it. Tom Brady, y'all, the game's pretty much over. Tom Brady says, you know what? Hmm, let me just throw up the ball. Owen Jalen Ramsey, who's supposed to be the best corner in the league, you're going to just throw it up a fade ball, and boom, you're going to get it. Yep. Then on top of that, we take it to the Super Bowl. He, he got beat in the right? Super Bowl. No, <laughs> I, I'm sick. I know. I, and I ain't got no shade. Like, Jalen Ramsey's a great player, but it's like, dude, he makes a lot of mistakes. And, like, and for some odd reason, y'all just completely ignore that the signs that he I'm do gonna, start no, things. No, I'm going to give you a piece, another piece of information you're missing. Jalen Ramsey markets himself as the best corner. True. So mm. just like you have a song mm. on the radio that you don't like oh, no, that's and you always point. hear it, like when you start calling yourself the best, when you talk about being the best, and when you happen to be on a winning team, yep. the public markets you that way. Why yep. do you think Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman markets well, himself? Well, hold on now. Sherman, no, boy, Sherman no, my boy, no, and Sherman no. was locking stuff no, down. Listen. Sherman actually locked people down. No, but no. I think Denzel's point is that <laughs> he, at that Denzel position, much like wide receiver, Denzel doesn't say, say anything. No, he doesn't. And so he fades in the background, unlike the people's champ who wears the belt every day. If, he, if, if you say it long enough, let him know. 
that it's, this is what I'm doing. No, get in the pool on that belt. It's not Winnie the Pooh. It's a panda. It's his logo. <laughs> It's straight up. It's straight up. You're the heavyweight champ of snakes. But it's like, look at his shirt. Look at his shirt. So I didn't realize how he's basically Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He's out here screaming. I got my logo. I got my belt. I'm the people's champ. If you say it long enough, I'll make the most money though. You get you get paid for this? Hey, it's an internship. They told me two weeks. I'm gonna get my like that first check. Wait, you you're getting paid? Yeah. We got to go because go it's the top of the hour. Joe Jurevicius is coming up. I want to say this. My favorite part of the segment was listening to you defend a Buckeye, Denzel Ward, for 15 minutes. Oh, no. That, Look, that was unedited. Go, go Bucks. Rule, go Bucks. Yeah. Rule go number one. Rule number one. Once you become a Cleveland Brown, you a Cleveland Brown. Yeah. I I like that. okay. And that's why I like you. He made a rule up. <laughs> yeah. He definitely did. He definitely did. <laughs> We'll see you next week. All the, right. great, the great Leroy Horde. He's right on that, too, because every time the Browns drafted a, a Michigan player, the first thing I said was, damn, I don't want to like him. I don't want to like him. And it goes all the way back to Leroy Horde. All right, um, we're going to take a break. I, I, I've been looking forward to this next segment since I found out that Bro Juravicious mm. did a 20-minute radio interview as Joe Juravicious. The one and only, the real thing, Joe Jervicious is in studio. We got him in and here. he joins the panel when we come back from this quick break. Stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> 